Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com or you're subscribed, leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. And plus, you people that write in, like take your time to write emails or even leave Facebook comments, Twitters, those kind of things. Let's just say it pays off. I mean, uh, and, and only in the, the most genuine of ways. Uh, longtime friend and listener of the show, Tino Fella. Uh, this is a gentleman that lives all the way out in the Netherlands. I can't even believe that people can hear a show like this that far out. But Tino's been writing to me for a long time. I always, and longtime friends know that I talk about Tino a lot. Leaves a. Uh, great lengthy reviews about the shows and you know if he's ever heard of the bands before or stories he might have about those bands good music interaction he's got a great music brain and i decided to pick it i invited him to come on the show here this week and uh, as i do with anybody whether you're famous or non-famous or just a friend of mine that's all that matters i have you come on and do your desert island list Uh, whether it's a specific list or just an all-time list. I kind of prefer the all-time list, but if I ever have anybody back, we're going to do a different kind of list. So if Tino comes back, which I'm sure he will, I have no problem with that. Uh, but this one, it's going to be my friend Tino Fella's top 10 desert island list. And we'll preface this. He had 20, uh, and these are the 10 he decided to play for the show. Basically, the 10 that he felt deserved the most attention. He's got an 11 through 20 or just another 10, which actually I'll post here on the Facebook page for you to check out as well. But until then, I hope you enjoy this episode and a couple of programming notes here that's relevant to the conversation you're about to hear. We attempted to record this show uh, a few days ago, and uh, I'm using new recording software with the Skype And uh, the file was too big. I just kept it recording the whole time, and I learned the hard way that uh, it didn't want to save it for me. Damn thing's lost forever. It'll. uh, So Tino was nice and gracious enough to return the very next day uh, to try to, I guess, replicate or just have the same conversation about the same ten songs. I think uh, this one. I think this one might have actually gone a little better. I like this one better. So you know, hey, if the first one had been saved, that'd have been great too. Uh, but this is the one you got. Day two. Day one is missing forever. That was just for us. A little test run there. But uh, the other programming note I want to make here, uh, as with, I guess, international calls, even on Skype and just technology and all that stuff, uh, there there's a little bit of a delay uh, as our back and forth go. It will sound like at points that either he or I are kind of interrupting each other when we were talking, that wasn't the case, so I hope it's not uh, anything that you're bothered about or it doesn't make the show less entertaining. I hope you enjoy the show. I, I can almost guarantee you're going to enjoy the songs. He's got a great list here. So all that being said, enjoy this conversation between myself and my friend Tino Fella of the Netherlands. Here we go. 
Hello, Tina Fella of the Netherlands. How you doing there today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I'm really excited for the friends of Rock Strikes 10 to get to know you a little better. You're a longtime supporter, friend, and listener of the show. So I wanted to have you on. Yes. And uh, thank you. Oh, since since the beginning. I'm really enjoying your show. Thanks, man. And, um, well, I'm a music lover. And... I'm probably a little too shy to be on a podcast, but oh, whatever. Oh, no, I've had plenty of conversations with you. I think you'll do great here. So uh, just a little quick background on yourself, uh, just for the friends to get to know you a little better before we get into your top 10 Desert Island playlist, because I'm sure I mentioned that at the top of the show already. So uh, what are some of your earliest musical memories? What got you into music as a fan? I'm actually thinking of something you uh, talked about um also recently on a show that I'm, I'm way behind on your show because of your uh, 21 episodes in 21 days, but I'm catching up. And now, uh, yeah. And by the way, I'm, you know, sh- slowly catching up because I want to, you know, get by with uh, show comments and send them to you. So <laughs> no uh, special long weekend with uh, uh, 30 shows to catch up uh, easier, yeah. you know. But um, you talked about, uh, you know, being three or four years old and uh, reaching out to uh, the radio dial to change it and uh, find something cool to listen to. That was just because Um, I was raised in a country and Western house for the most part. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there there was not uh, a lot on the radio, especially uh, on FM. But um, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I could... It's easy to to say what what was you know what did it, but I think we we're, uh, we're basically the same kind of kids uh, getting into music very very soon, I guess. Um, just loved the the sound of instruments, especially guitar, but also drums and other stuff. We, we're gonna hear a lot of uh, cool uh, bass stuff on the tracks I uh, I chose for this morning actually for you. <laughs> And um, yeah, it's a, you know it's a, a, usually the energy in music that makes you happy and uh, you know nice sound. I think that's uh, that's the mo- mo- most important. Yeah, for I me. can definitely tell we're very like-minded and have for the last few years just because uh, you actually did send me your list in advance and I was looking over it and I was like, this is uh, a very Rock Strikes Ten friendly list. Uh, you know, by by coincidence, basically at the end of the day, but uh, you got some great stuff here to play for the friends of the show. So, of course, I know what kind of show <laughs> you do, and then uh, I tried to uh, choose a couple albums that would be uh, kind of new to to some some others. I mean, to some other listeners. Uh, the thing is, though, I'm quite focused on American music. I like my British stuff here and there. So I could balance it in uh, the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The thing is, um, you know, it's hard to choose. And I just, you know, there's no Ramones on here. I can say that I listened to a lot of Ramones the past six years, I believe. But uh, you, you play them already. Uh, and the first the first band we're going to play is someone that I always hear get overplayed in uh, in America. I'm sorry for that. It's just gonna be this band. I'll be fine. It's a great. <laughs> it's a great opener for sure. So, it's um, 
Yeah, well, it's a, it's something by the Foo Fighters, the f first record. Um, yeah, what to say about this first record? It's a bit different from uh, from all, all the other stuff. It's uh, a little more uh, basic, I guess, and uh, still so nice. I, f I think uh, I chose uh, I'll Stick Around. It's a nice uh, rocking song with uh, a great vocal line and... I know we'll 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 talk about later uh, Foo Fighters after the song. So um, I'll stick around this first song today. All right.
All right, kicking off the show here today with Tino's top 10 Desert Island list. Great opener there. That was All Stick Around by the Foo Fighters off of their self-titled debut record, which by all intents and purposes is just a Dave Grohl solo record. Yeah, and he doesn't like it as much as the other stuff. That's uh, quite obvious. You know, um, that uh, documentary a couple of yeah, years ago. for sure. And I was actually thinking, and I asked you, um, because I was actually thinking maybe cause he didn't really want to play too much of the, those uh, songs, you know. If, if you like, maybe it's compared to other stuff by them, it's it's more uh, towards uh, garage rock. Yeah. So, you know, it would be f- fun to hear uh, something live. And I w- was thinking maybe it didn't do anything in, in America. Right. You know, while here, at least, you know, uh, rock is never really, you know, from the 90s till till, till now, it was never, rock was never, the, the, you know, the real big mainstream. You know, it, it was alter- mainstream alternative, which was a, a new thing in the 90s. Yeah. But, you know, I was a teenager in the 90s, just, yeah. just like you for... People who might well, wonder. Two things you, you mentioned uh, that I definitely want to pick up on. Uh, yeah, they. they I'll, I will tell you because yeah, there definitely is a, a culture and popularity barrier between you know the United States and and where you come from in the Netherlands. Uh, but I can tell you the first Foo Fighters record did really well over here. I mean, even despite the fact that Dave, I'm yeah, happy despite to the hear. fact that Dave doesn't visit it too much. I mean, I know they play "All Stick Around." This is a call mostly live. That's what they usually play. They don't even play "Big Me Off" it anymore. Mm. But uh, every now and then they'll play like "Floaty" and stuff like that. So, you know, it's he definitely realizes that it, it oh, did well for him. Uh, but it, the other thing I'll ask you, I think, and I may have the wrong location here, but, like, are there any, like, big bands that have come out uh, that crossed over from your area? I mean, I think, is AHA one of them, I think, right? Or is that, is that Scandinavia? Uh, yeah, is that that's Scandinavia. Uh, oh, Scandinavia, Scandinavia okay, yeah. yeah. And there's some great yes. bands out of Scandinavia, like Turbo Negro and, and a lot of garage bands like that. Uh, yes. But uh, yeah, is there anybody that's closer to the Netherlands that have uh, made a mark at all that we might know? Well, this is the Golden Earring. Oh yeah, that's a good There's, one. Uh, good one. Couple... Do you know Diesel? They're Dutch. I don't know Diesel. No, I, I, I know I've heard the name. I'll send you a track uh, sometime. It's uh, it's it's pretty sure, funny. Sure. They had, yeah, they they were bigger in America than here, but that that was in the eighties, and in the eighties, rock could find their. Um, there, it's way too uh, uh, on the radio, and for the Foo Fighters, because we're, we're still uh, half in the Foo Fighters uh, uh, segment of the show, I guess. Uh, I'll stick around. Got to uh, top forty radio just because I don't know, but you know, I heard some of the DJs actually liked a lot more rock than their uh, music directors. Yeah, but. That's usually the case, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's yeah. Uh, then after that, it's um, yeah. Um, uh, apart from one or two hits, they uh, went to um, you know more alternative. So on on normal daytime radio or FM radio, you wouldn't you wouldn't hear them hear them so much. So um, I don't know. I just want to say um, you know I'm sorry if you get bored with them. If you live in a country where they uh, get to play it a little too much. Oh, that's cool. I- but uh, hey, man, there's uh, there's worse Absolutely. music, and I, I tell you know they're definitely so. I mean, as time goes on, they just get more and more like the ambassadors of rock, you know, as far as a crossover thing, especially yeah. here. I mean, they just came off like one of the biggest. I think it's going to go down as one of the best rock and roll concerts of all time. That show they just played at the Forum. I mean, 
This is this is like Joey's birthday party. If I had a dream birthday party, I mean, you get the, the best of the Foo Fighters. You yes. get David Lee Roth, Paul Stanley, Lemmy, Alice Cooper. Good God. I mean, I, I just... Yeah, and that just yeah, happened. Yeah, right? like the other day. It's, I just hope yeah. that they get the rights to all those covers to put on a release because that show needs to be documented properly. Anyway. Oh, yes. So what have, uh, what have you got for us next, Tino? Very excited about this list. We're going to uh, Great Britain for uh, a couple uh, couple bands here. At least, uh, yeah, for the two next bands. Uh, we're going to play The Cure, but then um, but we're going to play something from the very early area. Uh, era, I'm sorry, okay. <laughs> and they're uh, you know a little more in the punk stuff. So um, it's 1979, a year that get mentions uh, it get mentioned a lot on on your yeah, show, of course, uh, which was a very interesting time in music. Of course, uh, you and I were babies, but doesn't matter. I mean. You can you can time travel in music. There 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 should no there should be no barrier to that. So um, they're British and European um, debut album came out. There was three imaginary boys, uh, but for America there uh, was a different a different album. Just like with the Beatles with uh, some. Uh, Singles on there and some B sides, and uh, to me it kind of sounds. Um, it was called "Boys Don't Cry," early nineteen eighty. To me, it 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 looks like um, a bit of a greatest hits of the first, you know, first era, uh, except for uh, stuff that came on the second yeah. album, uh, seventeen seconds. So I'm holding here in my hand. Uh, and we're gonna play something from a, a "Boys Don't Cry" in a minute. I have a very special limited edition uh, live CD from The Cure. Uh, I don't know how official this is. It sounds a little bit like a, a tape recording, but it uh, it's great. It was a, a concert in the Netherlands, uh, early 1980, and a lot of the stuff they played sound uh, yeah a little more a little more punky than uh, on uh, on the record. Uh, you know they. Usually had, you know, great, as the Dutch would say, fat dr- um, bass, uh, cool drums, and those uh, shiny, clean guitars with, uh, you know, that, you know, very, very passionate uh, still. Uh, if there's anything, you know, most of that punk attitude kind of gets lost in uh, in the original studio tracks, but. There's a couple songs on uh, this particular album, Boys Don't Cry, that still have it some way. Uh, one of them is Plastic Passion, and it's one of my favorite songs by The Cure. And here it is. Hold 
Plastic Passion there from the Boys Don't Cry record, which was uh, 1980, I think, officially. I know the sing- the s- yes, yeah, the February. single Boys Don't Cry preceded that by a year. Uh, but yeah, I, wonder, I always wonder... Yeah, that might even be 78. Yeah, I, I always I wonder know. how the Europeans feel about that, that we basically get a collection of the singles, you know, a lot of the classic stuff especially, where you guys have to like buy them individually. So I always wonder if there's any kind of resentment there. <laughs> so. Um... I got to ask some uh, people who really lived yeah, <laughs> in the 60s the time, and stuff because, well, I know how, how, how I felt. I mean, you talked about uh, hysteria about the yeah. Human League recently and um, uh, you also mentioned um, fascination. That's definitely not on my <laughs> copy. And I know how I, I think felt they were even doing that. that in the 80s. Although so, I, yeah. I happen to, yeah, I happen to uh, have an a different okay. CD though. It's a. It's on a. What's well, not that that great of a song, but yeah, it's still I, funny. I, I'm a fan, but uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's it sounds like uh, you know, um, you know, vinyls, uh, you know, a single vinyl that you know gone bad. <laughs> yeah, that little that little worry uh, keyboard there. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but like going that. back to the Cure, uh, I remember I probably said this before on a prior episode, but. That was that one band that even all of my hardcore metalhead friends would at least have a couple of Cure tapes on standby. You know, just in case everything got a little stagnant, they always had that as a go-to. That was their one token alternative band, and that's what happened, at least over here in Texas. Well, they got, they got you know, um, I really heavily got into them um, in the early 90s, and I really got heavily, heavily into uh, heavy metal, too. Uh, we're saving the heavy metal, the the, the classic albums for uh, you know the last sure. part of the show. It's uh, it's it's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, sure. So so I've always been been uh, a kind of between the two fires. I guess like you, I Absolutely, guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, always uh, a lot of a lot of respect for uh, the Cure because um, of course, as a thirteen year old, I had that you know. Uh, CD, you know, transferred to a tape and took it with me to school, and it felt really good. So, and um, yeah, so the metalhead, yeah, I can yeah, confirm. Yeah. Plus, the, the the music that was playing on the radio at that point was so bad over <laughs> here. I can't even, uh, you know. Um, sometimes I see people make fun of Ace of Base in the nineties. That was such good music compared to what we got to hear sometimes. <laughs> Uh, sometimes it's funny you know if you have a little sense of humor you can you, you can play bad music that's fun it makes your friends laugh oh, a yeah, bit that's very, that's yeah that's it was very really, universal for sure so. and as I as I like to say especially uh, this day and age uh, you know even if you like a certain band not so much 
but it's it's still a real band, you know. It's not not something uh, crappy and and fake and and stuff. You know, maybe you don't like the Cure all that much, but uh, you gotta admit it's you know it's, it sounds still better than uh, Will and yeah. the People. <laughs> all right. That's that's what I always say. So, uh, boys don't cry, and um, yeah, wh- whatever you. They stayed. Um, I knew that like about the cure would be the longest uh, story, except for the last band we're gonna uh, talk oh, about sure. later. Yeah. So what do you got for uh, us next year? Yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, uh, a bit the same era actually. The Damned, ah. except they were out a little earlier, so they really lived through that. Um, you know, really early, um, or, or you know, the biggest. Punk yeah, age, as, I as guess. far as punk defined as a genre, they get credit for having the first single, the first full length. I mean, they were, you know, at a time where a lot of other bands got mm. better press. I, so we're talking about new yeah, roast, yeah. probably. And a lot of these other bands uh, got better press. Damned, you know, the damned, Pistols damned. and The Clash got the better press. But for my money, I like The Damned uh, probably more than both of those. And I love those two bands, but I love yeah. The Damned, one of the greatest bands ever. <laughs> Same for me, man. And and those first years, yeah, they really sound like the classic punk. You know, it, it sounds like a, you know, a very loud band in, in you know, closed in a in a cabinet. And um, but o- over the years, stuff changed a little, um, pretty fast actually. Again, in 1979, the 80s were coming around, so uh, they had a little more reverb, and not just reverb to have reverb as some bands uh, nowadays do which and um i talked to you about this recently you know i, I can get one or two bands a year yeah. who do that you know just reverb and nothing else it's a very hipster thing to do yeah. <laughs> nothing more <laughs> yeah whatever your uh uh definition yeah. of hipster is because oh my gosh, these things change so rapidly. And also in uh, music styles back then, so The Damned, on their third album, uh, Machine Gun Etiquette, they, uh, there, there was still this, this the, yeah, kind of a bit of the punk feel to it, but it also was, um, yeah, a little new uh, wave. Although punk officially um, is a part of new wave, but... If you know this music a little, you know what I mean. There's there's a difference in in sound. If if you uh, you know if you mention new wave, you mean um, yeah those again those shiny guitars a bit, but they were uh, a lot heavier than uh, the Cure, for instance. Oh, by the way, this is not gonna be the last band that has maybe a, a little crazy oh, yeah. drums. It's just for fun. It's just for you know. Yeah, just rock and roll and, and, and punk where the drums might be a little out of time yeah, sometimes. But that's what but, it's all about. So um, we're going to do something yeah. off Machine Gun Etiquette it's, by The Damned. What track do you have for us there, Tino? We're going to we're gonna do uh, Melody Lee, uh, the song that starts off with a nice misleading piano. Okay. 
right, there you go. Some Melody Lee from the Great Machine Gun Etiquette by the Damned. Yeah, I kind of felt like, you know, just as someone, I, I didn't live through this, obviously, because I was just a baby, but I feel like Machine Gun Etiquette was like a major <laughs> statement because I feel like the band and even the fans had kind of a tepid reaction to Music for Pleasure, even though I like some of the songs off that. This definitely hits way harder, and you know, much like the first album, it has that that kind of feel to it again. So I love this record. Yes, and I think music changed changed uh, so rapidly back then. It must have been very difficult yeah, for some people. For sure. yeah. But anyway, if you're, um, I, I want to do this like you do, always do on uh, on the show, Joey. If um, if you want to. You know, get a start with uh, this band. Uh, Drive, you can find uh, Smash It, yeah, Smash It Up, the anthology. It's got all the, yeah, early stuff and the later stuff. It's great. Some choice cuts off of another one of my favorite albums, Strawberries, on there. Uh, I think that's. uh, Is there anything from Strawberries on there, or is that a different label? Damn, I don't know. But uh, that's a good record too. I'll mention that too. <laughs> Bad time for Bonzo is one of my favorite songs like ever. So, uh, and uh, I love the Machine Gun Etiquette title track. And uh, there, there's that. I think it's. Yes. I think it's Ace Crazy Records drums. or something that put out a really good reissue of Machine Gun Etiquette like ten years ago. And it's got like on the bonus tracks their cover of Ballroom Blitz, and uh, like extended versions of Smash It Up and some alternate versions of that, you know. So that's that's a great reissue. We get get your hands on it. Well, that, yeah, that go. sounds good, man. All right, well, what do you got for us next, <laughs> you know? Something from Canada, the guy and the band named after the guy, uh, Denko Jones, just great rock and roll. Um, the 2006 album, Sleep is in the Enemy, one of the things that hit me really because I already knew Denko Jones I liked him but the things that you know I really like those you know walls of heavy guitars you yeah, know just... stereo guitars the attitude it's you know it sounds beautiful it's great so um, we're uh, playing a lot of high speed tracks because you know I like that kind of energy a little but we have a good you know good excuse to uh, get a little uh, mid-temper in between to mix it up a little. So from this album by Denko Jones, Sleep is the Enemy, the next one is uh, Don't Fall in Love.
All right, that was the mighty Danko Jones with Don't Fall in Love from, I think, uh, even though he has the best rock album titles of all time, I think the best one is this one, Sleep is the Enemy. Uh, great oh, choice. yes. He's got that new one coming out in February. I've already, uh, I'm already just so ready to listen to this thing. And uh, Fire Music. Fire Music by Danko Jones. And, uh, yeah. Love and his I'm, podcast. Uh, yeah, like I said, it's just some of the best rock and yeah, roll of the last just, 20 years has been recorded by Danko Jones for sure. He just um, said online somewhere that, uh, well, not somewhere, but you know where you can find him, that he was a guest on uh, Jim, Jamie Jester's Yeah, I podcast. saw that, yeah. So. But uh, I, I like when he talks about metal. He's got a good mind for it, so. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And he, he's a kiss nut too, mm-hmm. uh, Danko. Oh, yeah. Like I said, we're... We're best friends. He just doesn't know it yet. So, all right. <laughs> he'll uh, he'll know yeah. eventually. So, uh, are are you? Uh, um, you know, there's a funny thing because um, I'm not sure what you know uh, what type of um, version I'm gonna order. Probably a CD because you also mentioned the yeah. vinyl to me for the new uh, new album. But uh, you know, just just a CD. Um, for the last Danko Jones album, Rock and Roll was Black and Blue. I have the Digipack here yeah. in my hand. And it came with two yeah, guitar nice. picks. I'm glad you got those too. How cool so is that? Yeah. It's really cool. Here, 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 listen, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that sounds like uh, yeah, Never a Never gonna track starts off like that. <laughs> that, 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 that. All right. Uh, anyway. Of course. <laughs> and, Skipping. And, oh, and Danko loves it. Danko loves the, the oh, Melvins man. too. We could go oh, yeah, on like forever. Oh, and one of my one of my other favorite podcasters uh, was on his show too. Who's that? Oh, I'm uh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about oh, Cassius yeah, Morris. Cassius so. Morris, what's up, Cassius? Yeah, and so, <laughs> so yeah, another uh, uh, yeah. Kiss fan. So maybe you guys uh, could do yeah. something together. Totally and um, kid. I mean, he's probably got Denko on speed dial, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, but he I know deserves he's, he's great. It, so he's the man. Trust me, man. I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm totally jealous is, of that man. kid. If I could he, have a like, podcast back when I, back when I was going to high school, I'm telling you, man, like, oh, just born at the right. Yeah, time. but you, you were just like me. I, I, you know, um, I just think you weren't a stupid kid when you were 16. <laughs> you were w- way more intelligent than that. So yeah, it, it, yeah it didn't, it I don't know. Feel he, uh, it feels like a brother. He feels like a brother. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, of course. No, there were no no podcasts, but uh, you know, we did uh, like um, cassette tapes. I did a lot yeah, of them. They're back now, right? Yeah, they're trying to bring them back over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Ask Danko <laughs> yeah. about it's so cassette. dumb. And he's yeah. right, man. And you know, and I've actually replied this to to him, and uh, he agreed that. You know, if you because his point was, uh, people who want these cassette backs, uh, back, they don't back not the not the artist, <laughs> fine artist, no no yeah. problem. Um, you know, the people actually realize how bad these <laughs> things were back then, and I said, well, uh, you know, I I got a few of my favorite albums destroyed by one of those monstrous yeah, I mean, machines 
I'd never want to go some, back. You know, it's just some hipster bourgeois. You know, there's nothing. It's because there's nothing else to bring back after vinyl. I mean, they're not going to bring back eight tracks or reel to reel or uh, even seventy eights. That's impossible. Mm. I mean, at least cassettes, they're still floating around there. But uh, you know, the only way to go with it and not be you know a total d bag about it is like you know, Randy was telling me he got like a, a new dual deck cassette like recently. Yeah, but like he's a guy like me that made a lot of mixtapes, so. Like the real yes. mixtapes, so like the fact that he's able to enjoy those again, that's totally cool. But like a lot of people that are starting up with this, it's for the wrong reasons. So, you know, it's you got to have the the yeah. content. The content is really important. So yeah, well, I uh, I have some you know teachers yelling, and on tapes and and then uh, and then some other stuff recorded from the radio, and so I might might yeah. Okay, I might want to visit Grandy one day. <laughs> of the, the Synaptic, synaptic Broadcast. Right? Thank you for the plug there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not a plug. It's just, just explaining what we were talking about. Yes. All right, what do you got for us next, Tino? The uh, Donuts. Not near to uh, the show, but... Um, I, never, uh, I never went and saw them like five or six times at clubs during my single days and stalked out by the bus or anything. Yeah, I never did that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shitty dude stuff aside like some of the best rock and roll shows I've ever seen were Donna shows for sure well for me it's mainly because of the music I mean I don't want to be uh, you know a, a bad guy because I'm not a bad guy I just you know uh, a lot of my friends happen to be uh, female and yeah sometimes I feel like the females are a little more spontaneous but you know I also have guy friends who are uh, spontaneous, so yeah. what's the problem? But what separates but, the Donna's yeah. from being just a showpiece is that they have a great sense of music history, too. And you, you know, people say, talk about this like it's a bad thing, but they definitely wear their influences on their sleeve, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Well, I don't, maybe it's because I didn't get to listen a lot to uh, The Runaways, was because that. There will be one of the bands that uh, get mentioned a lot when when we get to this, but uh, I don't really hear that that much. Um, I do hear, you know, on the very early recordings, for instance, we're going to play something from Get Skintide in a minute, but the very early recordings when they were like 14 years old and, you know, still in middle school and, you know, uh, already in a band. it sounds to me a lot like the Ramones oh, or the Beach sure. Boys or some uh, you know surf pop from the '60s and girl group pop from uh, from the '60s. Really cool, you know. It's well, but you've said it before on this show. It's it's not fair to just say Runaways. Right. No, you totally nailed it though. Like all of those influences are in their early stuff for sure. So and at some point continue to be, but they've definitely kind of uh, moved over. There's a lot of ACDC influence in their sound over the years now. You know, Molly Crew. Oh, and Allison, the guitar player, uh, once said that uh, she actually got into playing guitar because of yeah, R.E.M. Yeah. One of so the original DIYs. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, so pretty. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what are we going to enjoy off of Get Skin Tight? Which is officially their third full length. I think officially, yeah. Yes, it is. And it's a very uh, funny album. It's, a, it's a, one of my party records that I like to... Uh, listen to for instance uh, after midnight at christmas or whenever it's very funny they're uh you know it's punk rock not perfect but you know 
perfect for us. It's you know, a lot of fun, funny lyrics. It's just good. I um, chose this track, Searching the Streets, because it's even more fun. Search in the Streets there by the Donnas, a Rock Strikes 10 favorite here at the top of the hour. Uh, that's from the great Ginskin Tight record, which uh, you should definitely track down if you don't have it. There's a fun cover of Motley Crue's Too Fast for Love on there as well. Some other favorites of mine on there. Zero, You Don't Want to Call. I love that record. That's a good That's a good pick there, Tino. Yeah. Get Out of oh, My Room. One. Yeah. It's just a fun, fun-ass record. <laughs> so good. So. Yeah, I think it's uh it might be the f- the most fun record and then um two albums later spend the night is probably technically the best yeah, record. We 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 could definitely you know would I, I wouldn't up, debate so. you on that cuz I love Everything. I love the record but I love yeah. like that that run from 
get skin tight all the way through spend the night you know and with uh, uh turn 21 in the middle there i think turn 21 is great and bitchin's one of my favorite albums of all time so yeah i just that's I a really just, good one but let's hope when uh when they um you know come back from hiatus they pick it up uh, with uh, with bitchin. It probably that would be will. So nice. Come back, please, to astonish. All right. What have you got for us next here, Tino? Well, this is a, a band like of the air. I was actually talking about like uh, people like us. Uh, you know, we don't care about uh, what age, what year, whatever. And kind of also said it, this on the show earlier. Um, Pennywise. I just know one uh, new one song that uh, was out here on uh, an alternative station, King of M. Uh, very cool station. Just just did what they felt was right, and not everybody understood. And like in the media business, but then when they were gone, they uh, apparently they had respect by everyone. Oh yeah, you're not missed until you're gone. Funny. Whether it's a whether it's a, yes. a entertainment well, entity or a physical I miss entity, them. so yeah, I miss them, and I'm I'm you know I'm I'm very grateful that some of the old guys are uh, you know actually the you know younger generation, but people from there have started their own uh, um, you know oh, web cool. thing. That's awesome. That's sort of like and, uh, uh, yeah, and they're uh, of course it's it's okay it's it's fifty percent like um, you know like indie music a, a bit. You know, not very interesting, not bad, but not sure. very interesting. But there's still, still, you know, the the hardcore soul is still in there somewhere, and right. it's cool. What did, did I remember? Oh no, <laughs> sorry, I, I was I was interrupting you. <laughs> oh, I uh, do love you remember, it. Man. That that reminds me. You remember that Z Rock episode I did a little while back? Yeah. Yes. I, those. I think I mentioned this on the episode, yeah. but that you just totally made me think of the same thing because, like that that station closed yes. down, but then like half of the guys now are on Sirius, and uh, so you kind of get that feel of it still. Okay. So that's cool that you have some of those guys to go back and listen to, and still doing something in it, and that's nice to know because obviously they're not doing it for the money; yeah. they're doing it for the love. So. And yeah, and um. Still, most of the new bands even come f- through them. For me, it's it's weird because you know I get to uh, check out so many bands online, and it, it's still through uh, you know like the old radio guys, you know like a British band called Marmosets. I think maybe a, a lot of friends of this show might find it a little too modern, but if you like a little modern. Well, we'll talk about them uh, five years from now when they're really classic. All right, so what do you got for us from Pennywise? So Pennywise, uh, Alien was that uh, song, uh, but, you know, I I thought it was so beautiful, you know, the the vocal harmonies and stuff. And maybe 10 years later or so, I decided to check out the whole album straight ahead. And what a great album that is. It's also a party record. Uh, just a lot of fun. The song I chose is one of my f- favorites by uh, this whole band. It's uh, called Might Be a Dream. You don't care. 
1999 record straight ahead that was pennywise with might be a dream a band named after everybody's favorite evil clown there all right hope you enjoyed that out there good choice there tino now i'm gonna have to buy the whole record because i don't have this whole record so yeah well hey i stumped you yes you did yes you did <laughs> who would ah, think no no two what's well, uh, a two out of ten yeah. i didn't have two out of ten of these and the other one was the cure well, one uh, one thing about Pennywise, uh, at some point they had, this was a couple of years ago, that they had the guy from Ignite in the band because the singer left. Then the guy, and, uh, the, you know, he was a friend anyway, and you could hear it because I heard an episode of uh, the BBC Radio 1 punk rock show. That's not a plug. That's just in- information, so you know sure, what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> You can listen to a BBC Radio One from America. I'm yeah, almost it's, positive. Yeah, it's on serious. Uh, and, and they, so. yeah. and it's yeah. uh, oh good. Well, there's a there's a there's slightly more rock now because a couple of years ago it was uh, all alternate. Now, well, not all, but a lot of um, there's a punk rock show there, and uh, with a temporarily new singer from from Ignite, they uh, were uh, a guest on. You know, it's an American guy, uh, I don't know, like uh, Michael Jones or whatever, you know, generic name, very cool name, guy in uh, Los Angeles, very cool guests, and they were just 
yeah, they were together in the studio, and the guy was in the band for had been like for a couple of weeks or so, and they were already busting balls. So you could, nice. yeah. <laughs> you could see that they they were yeah, friends. That's, how, that's uh, how you know. Like. You know, Danny Earth is back. You know, um, and um, uh, oh, retired. Nice. So they had an album out together, uh, and then um, the original singer Lindbergh got back and actually the, the 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 guy from ignite apparently actually asked him to get, to get back so wow. yeah well it's more it's sorted funny. than a band we're gonna play later on uh, the singers and everything yeah, yeah. so <laughs> well all right yeah. what do you got for us next you know for the people back in great britain it's uh it's queen yeah. and 70s queen because we're going to play something from A Night at the Opera. Uh, Queen is a band, like the 70s hard rock albums by them are probably um, very important to a lot of other hard rock and metal bands that we all know. Uh, you know, because you know, Freddie Mercury could do anything and sometimes he was pretty serious, especially on this song, the opening song of A Night at the Opera. It's, um, as far as I know, dedicated to their manager. It's called Death on Two Legs.
First track on the iconic Night at the Opera record that was Queen with Death on Two Legs. Had a kind of little fade there because uh, that album, top to bottom, it just doesn't stop. It's a classic 70s album in that sense. Goes into Lazing on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, yeah, Sunday afternoon. You know, I come from London Town. I'm just an ordinary guy. Like just it. love it. And then there's uh, then there's uh, I- I'm in love with yeah. my car, sang by, of course, Roger yeah. Taylor. The- the drummer that's uh, such a great you know if you only can have the time uh, today to check out one track check Absolutely, that one yeah. but there's more there there's like uh, of course Bohemian Rhapsody there's uh, the Prophet song Love My Life is, uh, one of the great sad and tragic ballads of all time for sure so uh, yeah, I, I, I almost thought when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, that'd make a good wedding song and then you listen to the lyrics you're like, ooh uh, yeah, never mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, man. But it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Uh, all right. All right, moving yeah. on here. I think I know what we're coming up next to by my calculations. I'm very excited about this one. Yes, because, you know, uh, we're leaving Queen because, you know, everything from the 70s is just uh, just great. You can check that out. Um, back to the 90s, still in England, still in Europe, Skunk and Nancy. Yes. Oh, I can't say enough nice things. They'd about say that. alternative, but it's some you know, it's a mix mix between like heavy guitars and um some other Yeah, I mean they cool they stuff. definitely had I mean yeah. probably more so had, but I mean that punk attitude is always going to be inside of that band. Uh you know, when they do metal, they do it better than yes. most bands ever will. Uh when they do the ballads, they do them better than almost anybody I've ever heard. They just know how to they do it all. I yeah. love them. Well, we get to talk about that after the song because uh, we're going to listen to something from Paranoid and Sunburned. And I heard from you, Joey, that uh, this song was actually, yeah, kind of promoted by s- some uh, some people. You got a, a mixtape yeah, or yeah, something? There was a, I used to get... They pushed this song and, and they were right. Well, yeah, I used to... There was like a concrete forum. Some people in America will, will know what that is, but... It's uh, they, were, they used to do like these little fanzines, and they would uh, have them with a mixtape of like, I'm, I'm sure they were paid to do this, but they would put really cool new songs on these, and I always looked forward to them like every month. I used to get them for free at this uh, independent record shop, and the first time I heard "I Can Dream," I was just like, "Wow, this band! I'm gonna buy this record." And that didn't happen a whole lot because I usually was aware of most of the bands on these mixes, just promoting their new product, but. This was the one new band that they really broke for me. And it changed absolutely. your day, right? Absolutely. 
Yeah, so I can dream in another one with uh, a great bass, great so, bass bit. So why waste time? Enjoy this, guys. There you go, the great Skunk and Nancy with I Can Dream from their debut album, Paranoid and Sunburnt. Just uh, the whole, you know, especially back the first three records, because I, I still haven't listened to the reunion albums, but I love those first three records. They're phenomenal. Go check out Skunk and Nancy. And I know I said this yesterday when we were recording, but I'll say it again. I will always go on record saying 
that Skin is the most powerful female voice I had heard since Pat Benatar, and that's saying something for me. So, yes, and I can believe you, uh, especially since the other night, I um, you know r- ran into their uh, acoustic show that they uh, did for uh, uh, Sky Arts England, of which I, um, I get a sister channel of. That was huge. Uh, goosebumps all over. They uh, they did their own stuff acoustically, which is not easy because you know stuff yeah. you write for. Uh, you know, even Charlie Big Potato. Wow. Maybe that was the only one that that sounded a little weird because you know it's you know it's just written yeah, for heavy imagine, guitars. I can't imagine but, uh, the version of that song. I gotta I gotta see this thing. <laughs> it it was. It was beautiful, and you know the the people from the crowd that got in, interviewed, you know, just after the show were so uh, over, over this. This was so special, and uh, they're um, doing some shows here and there, also over here, in a couple months, and there might be coming. Uh, you know, there, there might be a live album coming out of this. But they also did um, something by um, Paul Weller from the '90s. You do something to me. You know, just the thing is, she is so yeah. great. It's 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 just yeah, it's fantastic, really. Uh, you know, and that's you know, that's one thing with music, especially uh, the other night that gets me uh, a little emotional. That's just fantastic. It's just heaven. So skin, yeah, you're uh, you're great. The whole band is great. They did great. There were, uh, Skin was uh, very humble, you know. Uh, she's uh, kind of opinionated and um, love her for that. But she, she was like, um, yeah, f- thanks for coming out here. You know, it's only an acoustic show, you know, and we never did this before. And maybe it would be crap, but, yeah, thanks yeah, for coming. That's sad. We'll probably, we'll <laughs> no, probably never see a show like that in the States. Like, we can't – I mean, the – we can't get them over here to play electric because mm. I, I, and I don't blame them because America had such a tepid reaction to them. But uh, we'll probably never get a Skunk and Nancy acoustic show. I mean, we can't even get Ginger to play over here electric, much less acoustic. So uh, we, we just really suck sometimes out here. <laughs> uh. well, I'm, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, I'm there, f- you know, just, just at least give you an excuse to play yeah, it on exactly. the show. Well, thank you for that. So uh, there are, um, yeah, well, they uh, they're pretty busy. I mean, Skin does a lot of other stuff. She's DJing. Uh, I think she could. I think she could do that in in America, but that's totally yeah. different, of course. She has an electronic um, thing, and <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. You never know. Maybe they can. That'd be do. nice. I feel like they came in too early. Like. I think more so around the 2010s here, we were ready for a band like that, but not so much. Uh, not so much back mm. in the 90s. Where yeah. They're... Well, from the, from the newer stuff, you could totally cherry pick. There's, uh, you know, from uh, Black Traffic, like um, the latest album. There's a couple of uh, really yeah. good songs. I'm definitely, I'm definitely gonna check out the yeah. reunions. Like sad, sad, sad. I'm just excited overall yeah. for new material by them, so I'm gonna go pick those up, uh, like pretty much sight unseen. But uh, you've got uh, a yeah. very nice double shot of metal to close us out here tonight so let's start up with that yes with testament not much to say it's a you know great trash band 
Practice What You Preach. That's uh, the album I uh, nice. chose. It's just uh, great to listen to. Okay, um, the two albums we're going to hear tonight, or this morning for you, <laughs> uh, are just... Um, Okay, their modern stuff is more is better produced and and still great music musically. So maybe maybe if you hear these bands for the first time, you wanna check out the new stuff. But this is what they uh, did in the eighties. Uh, from practice, where to preach, another nice bass intro, because we're gonna listen to Paradise Nation.
Perilous Nation from Practice What You Preach by Testament. And uh, I have a little bit of cred with them in the sense of, uh, I think that's when most people in America might have discovered Testament with that album. But uh, going all the way back to the legacy, that was the first time I ever heard them. The first Headbangers Ball episode that I ever saw, they had the over the wall video there. And I was like, wow, I never heard anything that heavy and that intense. And the video was so dark looking, it just made it. And I actually got to have another great music geek moment uh, about last year when I went to San Francisco with NOLA. Because, I mean, they're from there. And uh, we actually visited Alcatraz. And on the boat ride back, I put the put the headphones on and played a little Over the Wall by Testament. So I got oh, to nice. look at the uh, whole uh, island. And I played that <laughs> in Devil's Island by Megadeth. And that was my big metal twofer on the Alcatraz boat. Oh, I know it's so geeky, yeah, but uh, I just I couldn't resist. So there you go. Um, great, great choice there, yeah. man. 1989. Yeah, everybody was, going, everybody was at least yeah. going gold then over here. What a great time it was. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, just beautiful. And um, the last band is one that we might have to talk about a little. It's, you know, it's the band you and I mostly meet. No, that's that's just nonsense. We meet in almost every everything we both well, we like. Have a, we have an extra <laughs> love and affinity for this band, though. Yeah, and yes. tracks. <laughs> it's almost with tears in my eyes. It's uh it's yeah, such a great band. Well, I'm with um, you there because the the record you I picked t- here and I, I won't spoil it, but uh the record that you picked, I have a massive affinity for this record and also even more so because I feel like it's better than the album that it followed that gets all the attention. So, what record did you pick here, Tino? It's spreading the yeah. disease, which is uh of course, they they could all be uh, favorites. You know, I'm still after uh, many years, still not into uh, Stone Four Four Two. It's still uh, yeah, waiting for I, that, I mean, it's but, definitely you can cherry pick off that album. There's like four four good yes. songs in my opinion on that one. But you like nothing. What's that? Yeah, no, there. nothing is great. Nothing. That's that's a great that's a great song. Yeah, very like, catchy. Like only part two. But then I know Die Hard fans don't yeah. like only. Fueled is one of the best songs it's ever. Totally fine and. Uh, I like Random Acts and uh, something else on there. Probably Drop the Ball or something like that. Anyway, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. They they sound very different uh, back then with uh, spreading the disease with this little little creature in my hand. Nice. The CD. There were no CDs. And, uh, yeah, there were CDs in uh, 1985. Yeah, yeah. A few. Yeah. So um, it's... Uh, Okay, they're all my favorites, and this one, yeah, I just remember. Um, this is probably the one listening album. You you had a lot of metal bands. Uh, Anthrax was just, um, yeah, a little later maybe because they had some uh, issues with uh, the first singer, Neil Turban. This was Joe. You know, who, by the way, this. Uh, yeah, Joey came in yeah. on this one. Uh, the um, you know some songs on uh, the EP were yeah, also with him. Yeah, that's a good one. Yes. Okay. Um, we'll talk about Neil Turbin uh, yeah. some other yeah, time. That's a whole I think. Other can of worms. My my friend actually, um, my friend who uh, is in a couple bands. One of his bands had a um, a mini tour 
here in Nether- in the Netherlands and uh, in Germany with uh, Neil Turbin doing Antrax songs. <laughs> you know, thirty years after. But anyway, so oh, okay. Uh, that's not, that's uh, yeah, not a hate, I I, I'm not being hateful. I'm just trying to make a joke here. So, all right. So, what if, uh, as I dig myself out of this hole, though, what have you got for us from spreading the disease? It's a uh, one of the faster songs. It's uh, as I said, I just remember listening to this album uh, on a Saturday afternoon with friends eating, you know, uh, potato chips, uh, and, and that was all in the nineties for us. You know, the, the music might have sounded old, but to us it didn't. It was just great. We were maybe thirteen or fourteen years old. The uh, song we're gonna listen to is "Stand or Fall."
great way to close out this episode of Tino's Desert Island List. That was Standard Fall from Anthrax off of Spraying the Disease. And the reason I like Spraying the Disease better than Among the Living, even though Among the Living is great, but to me, the uh, I guess what you would call the deep cuts <laughs> on both records, I think Spraying the Disease destroys deep cuts on Among the Living. You got stuff like Medusa and The Enemy and stuff like that. I mean, there's just no contest. Stand or Fall, yeah, another one it's right a, there. Yes, well, it, I love them both, but um, you know, I think uh, uh, Among the Living is more the, you know, the stuff you want to jump up sure. and down with. And and this is just, I don't know, what you want to do on this, uh, you know, I, uh, I want to run Basically, I don't know. It's, of course, so much energy. Um, but yeah, it's great you um, mentioned Medusa. Uh, like when I saw them play a couple of years ago with uh, Joey back in the band as as a singer, they did actually did um, this song. Also because they said, yeah, well, uh, the crowd over here is so you know so into it, and they uh, yeah remembered like the, f- the first ever crowd they they've seen in a European show over here. Europe has, Europe's been, it's, been infinitely better. They, 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 they changed their set list, you know, during the show because, you know, playing some old stuff. So we, we didn't even get to hear the new stuff that I was actually waiting for. I was, you know, excited for it because they had a great part of that album, uh, Worship Music, already written and actually recorded with a different singer that, um, you know, Basically, probably uh, worked himself out of the uh, yeah, band. Yeah, I've I've heard some stories that but, I, won't, I can't go on record with, but I've heard some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I heard them too. But anyway, they're uh, they're um, glorious with you know with Joey yeah, Beck in the band. It's it's the right. No. It was the right time for it to happen. It was probably. I yeah. guess so. Yeah, you you can definitely hear uh, a bit of uh, persistence yeah, of time yeah. in uh, worship Absolutely. music, yeah. which is uh, of of course they're all yeah. my favorite albums. So uh, persistence. Yeah, as luck would too. have it, I saw the worship music tour in Dallas, and Testament was the opening act. So how cool is that? <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's that's really great, and uh, yeah, they're. Uh, been doing a lot of stuff together yeah absolutely it's a it's a so. good it's a good package so if they, if they come to your town go support it uh i don't think i'm going to be able even absolutely. though anthrax is playing literally about 15 minutes away from where i live in a few months i just can't bring myself to go because they're going to be opening up for volbeat and nothing massively against volbeat even though i'm not a huge fan but the word opening for really rubs me the wrong way <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I, I just I can't. It's, do uh, well, I could go, could tell some other stories from the '90s, and there was like White Zombie, and uh, they, what I've heard from people I trust, White Zombie uh, blew, blew them away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that hurt me a bit. Uh, that's not gonna okay. happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, well, all metal, uh, all metal friends I have. Um, by the way, uh, love Zombie. Don't. Yeah, Don't get yeah. me wrong. It's not that well, I mean. Yeah, shout out to uh, Rob Gargiano, who's now, uh, you know, he's yeah, been... Yeah, what a, what a weird twist he, of he fate, He had been huh? with Andrew for... a weird twist of fate. Yeah, he's in, uh, <laughs> he's in full beat and still, still a yeah. friend. Uh, underrated yeah, guitar yeah, player. Guy. Because man, some of those solos, mm-hmm. man, 
But um, so for people who don't know right now, John Donnes from uh, former Shadows Fall is with Anthrax, and uh, yeah, I believe his solos are uh, pretty well I, too. I, I so saw him on pretty, the. I finally got to see that good. lineup. Uh, I got the Chili on Hell Blu-ray when it came out a few months ago, and I, I quite enjoyed it. So okay. yeah, he yeah. sounds fine. He's, you know, so. Oh. It's gonna be good. They're uh, finishing their, uh, you know, they're recording the album. How many albums are recorded right now? And they all have yeah. stuff to do. I'll, I'll give so, it. Uh, I'm not you know, gonna hold out uh, for it this year. I'm gonna say 2016 at this point. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's you know, it's ready. I mean, there's you know, you gotta record one part over here, then something cross country it's uh it's pretty much not done hold, now not holding Trust my me. breath but i hope you're right <laughs> they've, they've done this to me too many times over the years i'm so damaged well, and scarred i am right it's it's gonna yeah speaking speaking of um shout outs you know yeah go ahead uh, uh, we're about to sign off here so anybody you'd like to say hi to and uh promote yeah of course well yeah well um uh you know john dist because we actually mentioned him uh, yesterday on this special secret show that we uh, unfortunately can upload. Can't yeah, hey, John. Upload. We love John. How you doing, John? Well, officially, it's it's lost, but we know where it is. So, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so we mentioned him. Um, I hope he's going to be one of the next guests. Oh, absolutely. He's a great guy. I, I definitely plan to have him on the um, show. He was yeah. supposed to come on. He was supposed so, to come on last year, but we just didn't. We couldn't make it work. So. It will be yeah. for this time. Um, so, other shout-outs? Yeah. Other Shauna Lovely Metalhead, with my uh, other, one of my other best friends online. And um, now you're going to shout-out to, uh, you know, Chris, Randy, Logan. Yeah, there you go. All right, so I would like to thank you. <laughs> I did for you. Yes, hello, guys. Um, Tino, I'd like to thank you for coming on uh, to the show once again for the second time in two days and uh, doing yeah. this show with me here. I really do appreciate one it. secret show that will be uh, that will be uh, on. Uh, you know, that that was just for some, us. That uh, was a, a deluxe edition. Yeah, if we get a deluxe edition of this, it'll be on there. Um, yeah, but yeah, thank free. you so much again, Tino. It means a lot, and your your friendship yeah. and listenership means so much. So thank you once again. Well, uh, same to you, Joey. You're a great guy. Um, next time, we're going to dive deep into uh, British music. All right. I promise. Cheers, man. All right. There you go. Me and Tino hanging out by the music schoolyard there for a nice hour and a half. I hope you enjoyed this conversation in this particular episode. Let me know what you think of it. And, uh, you know, if you want to follow Tino, he's a good guy. He's on Twitter exclusively. He's not on Facebook. He's ruling Twitter. At Tino Fella, at T I N O F E L L A. Go and uh, tell him Rock Strikes Ten sent you. Tell him that you heard him and liked him on the show. He will he will definitely enjoy that. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Until then, please go to cnjradio.com, home of this show, Rock Strikes Ten, home of the Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. Uh, check out the Facebook page for both of those, and you'll see a, a plug and promotion for. Randy's new release on his own label, which is awesome, a band called The Kush. I'll be playing them soon on the show. Uh, that's awesome. It's, it's, it's a good record. It really is. And uh, loving the synaptic. Uh, he'll be back soon, as soon as he can. Uh, his schedule is crazy, like I always say. 
more shows to come on Rock Strikes 10, more interviews and conversations to come on Rock Strikes 10. I'm enjoying them despite some of the technical headaches. It's worth it in the end. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Join me on the next one here. I'm, I'm thinking we need to do another Fallen episode because there's enough of them, sad as it is. Uh, that's that's the truth. So that'll be coming up in the next couple of shows here. Until then, have fun. Take it away, Space Beard. Oh.